0: Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Baby Steps into the Prophetic. I'm your host, Suzanne Burns. I am an author, speaker, coach, and founder of not only a maternity home in Tennessee, but also a coaching program called Be Charity Wise that supports other nonprofits and churches that help you understand how trauma, poverty mindset, and addiction affect the people that you serve. So my goal is to help you serve more effectively. But none of that applies in this um, podcast. The wild thing is that the Lord has such a crazy sense of humor. When I asked for a way to increase funding for the nonprofit, he directed me to start a podcast. Okay. Okay. And then he said, yeah, but it's not going to have anything to do with nonprofits. It's going to be about the prophetic. Okay, because I don't know anything about the prophetic, or I don't know a lot about the prophetic. If you've been watching some of my um, previous episodes, you're already aware how much or how little <laughs> I already know about the prophetic and about the prophetic modern prophetic movement. I do not by any means claim to be part of the modern prophetic movement. I do not claim to be a, a prophetic voice. Um However, the Lord has asked me to be part of the bridge between the uh, prophetic environment and the rest of the body, right? I, what I picture is um, the deep waters of the prophetic, all of, the, um, all of the, the Old Testament prophets, all of the prophecies from the New Testament and the epistles, as well as the modern prophetic voices out in the deep. And on the shoreline are really the vast majority of the rest of the body of Christ. So for me, I am um, I, I'm the one that's helping the, the body move a little bit baby step by baby step into the deeper water, starting in the shallows and then going deeper as the Lord directs. So um, so through these episodes, I have spent uh, a lot of time trying to lay the groundwork for who the Holy Spirit is for um, you know, for things that Paul says in 1 Corinthians uh, twelve uh, about the spiritual gifts and about the prophetic, and um, and then I've also interspersed conversations with other people who are also uh, prophetic voices that that may or may not be like um, like public voices, but are prophetic individuals um, living their lives in in within the prophetic. Um, And more of that is going to be coming. And more of the the books and the the, uh, other podcasts, other videos that I watch, I'm going to be talking about more about the voices that I follow and that I trust as time goes on. But in addition to that, the Lord has also given me a a prophetic relationship with him. And so uh, some of that I'm also bringing out just to... um, to teach and to model, to kind of give you an opportunity to sit over my shoulder and learn as I learn. I, Like I say, I don't claim to be a, a prophetic voice to the nations or, or anything like that. I'm not going to be giving, I'm, I don't expect, I shouldn't say I won't, <laughs> but I don't anticipate giving a, a specific prophetic word in these videos or anything like that. That's simply not my um, expectation about this podcast. However, the Lord can do what the Lord wants to do, and um, I have given prophetic words to others in the past, and I have scribed prophetic words for myself, and so um, the Lord may choose to use some of that with you. Um, So so just that kind of gives you a a groundwork for those of you that are new to my channel about who I am and, and what the purpose of this podcast series is all about. So if you're new to my channel, I invite you to subscribe and then to like and share this video so that uh, YouTube and Spotify can both be increasing the viewers. This will help the algorithms to get my videos and my channel into the feed of the people who most need to see it. Now, again, this is not about monetizing. This is not about selling products or selling books or or anything like that. Um, This is about getting the word of the Lord to the people that he wants to see it. So if you are enjoying the videos, then like, subscribe, and share. I would appreciate it. If you are new to the channel, please go back and watch some of my earlier episodes and you'll see more of my story, more of my personal testimony, as well as some of the ground uh, groundwork teachings that I do on both the Holy Spirit and then um, some of some of Paul's teachings. In um, I, I managed to get through chapter 12 of uh, 1 Corinthians. My goal is 12, 13, and 14, but the Lord keeps adding new things, so... You know, last week, I um, last episode, I did a um, kind of an over the shoulder with the Lord t- talking to me in real time, working through a a, um, a prophetic word. And today, we're going to be doing the same thing. So, um, so today, so let me op- open in prayer. Let me open in prayer. Father God. You are worthy of our worship. You are worthy of our attention. You are worthy of our focus. Lord, you speak and we stop. We listen. We wait. We want to hear what you have to say. Lord, I ask you to speak today to communicate your word and your purposes to this audience that your name would be glorified and that their walk with you would be strengthened and would be expanded. Lord, I know that you've given a very specific word and I'm excited for me to learn what you have for this audience. Lord God, I pray that you would put your hand over my mouth and that you would bind my tongue from saying anything that is inaccurate or uh, would be misconstrued or misunderstood by the audience. Anything that would cause anyone to stumble, Lord God, I pray that you would bind my tongue and prevent that from coming out. Lord, I also ask that you would loose my tongue and that you would enable yourself to speak your words through me to this audience. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O oh, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Father God, I thank you. I thank you for what you're going to teach us today. Amen. 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 All right. So I started out, I had a completely different topic that I was going to speak on. But as I am setting up the um, the computer, as I'm setting up, you know, the the lights, the, you know, shutting the door, doing, doing all the things, right? Getting my life together, as my friend Angelique says. I was praying through what I thought I would be teaching on. But then I opened my Bible and it randomly, coincidentally opened up to the book of Hosea chapter six. And, um, and and so just side, side, side note. um, I don't believe anything is a coincidence in the kingdom. The Lord is always very, specific even though from our perspective we don't know what he's doing most of the time. He doesn't make a whole lot of sense to us. But we don't need to understand. And in fact that was a conversation that I was having with him this morning as I was walking my dog. Forgive me for jiggling the compute the computer which jiggled the camera. I apologize. Um I-, I talk with my hands and so I'm trying to stay away from the uh, I'm trying not to to jiggle it. Anyway, so um, my dog, I was having a conversation with the Lord as I was walking the dog this morning, um, thanking him for what he had been teaching me over the the previous weeks about separating the understanding with the obedience, right? I have been learning to uh, obey without necessarily being able to understand, recognizing that, um, that those are two different things. And my understanding does not necessarily mean that I, um, um, let me back up. Sorry. I was going to say that weird. My obedience is not connected to my understanding. That's a better way to say it. My obedience is not connected to my understanding. Now I personally do not like that, Right. I want to be able to understand. I want it to make sense. I want to be able to see the architectural rendering of the path that I'm on. But the Lord doesn't give me all of that. He doesn't give me permission for all of that. I have to learn obedience without understanding, trusting that it does, it does make sense. I just can't understand it. Right, like it makes sense from his vantage point, looking looking down from above. It just can't make sense from mine, and so we've been working on that for a um, uh, couple months. Couple months, um, and then so this morning I was just kind of recognizing that had I not gone through that. I could not have made a a recent decision that in the natural makes zero sense. But in the spirit, I know that this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing and that there is a reason and I'm going to be very thankful that I did later on, right? I still don't understand why, but I will. So I'm like, I'm, I'm trusting that I will. So this is the conversation the Lord and I were having this morning which brings me back to Hosea 6. Now, I open my Bible all sorts of times, um, and it's very rare that it opens anywhere but the book of Acts because years ago, now this is just, this has nothing to do with anything, but years ago, I was um, sitting on my porch watching, um, let's see, where's it at? Here it is. It's... um, I was watching my kids play out in the um, out in the yard. It was middle of summer. And um, I know that because the sprinkler was going and my Bible got like crinkled. I don't know if you can even see on the camera. I don't think the camera is good enough for you to see. But um, between chapter 14 and chapter 15 in the book of Acts, my those two pages are just a little bit crinkly where they got wet like 10 years ago. Um, so 90% of the time, that's where my Bible opens. And I just lost my, um, my notes. My Let's see. I'm going to get here. Three, three, three. Um, so anyways, so today when I opened to um, Hosea, I was like, I know that had to be the Lord. I know that had to be the Lord because that's just not a place that, that, I mean, Hosea is a very small book. They're lumped in with all of the, the minor prophets in the Old Testament. It's just not one that I normally open up to. Now, if you are uh, a Redeeming Love fan, you, you understand the book of Hosea and it is an excellent book. And ex- uh, I haven't seen the movie, but I assume it's going to be excellent because, because Francine Rivers is wonderful. Um, so I highly recommend all of that. But that is not our teaching today either. So y- y'all are just y'all are just on a journey. So I, hopefully we're gonna get to the stories. Um, we're gonna get through the stories to the teaching right now. Okay, I'm pulling it together right now. I promise. Okay, so chapter six. I noticed as I opened it up, I noticed that I had some um, notes highlighted right here. Nope. There we go. Okay. Chapter six. So I'm just going to start in verse one and work my way through and you will see exactly why this is what the Lord wanted me to talk about today, because he wanted me to talk about it. He wanted me to understand it. You are along for the ride. Chapter six, verse one, come, let us return to the Lord. He has torn us to pieces, but he will heal us. He has injured us, but he will bind up our wounds. And you know, okay, so that sounds really Really bad, like oh, the Lord tore us to pieces. But now He's binding us up. But you know, I mean, put it into context. So the He's talking to the Israelites who are very unrepentant in their sin, who are chasing after false gods, who are you know just um, the the whole story of Hosea is um, spoiler alert. It, the whole story of Hosea, Hosea, excuse me, he is instructed to marry a prostitute named Gomer, and um, Gomer goes back into her, her old ways several times. And even though Hosea is angry and hurt and um, frustrated, he is then instructed to go back and to bring her back out. Go bring her back out. Go bring her back out. Forgive and bring her back out. And it is a picture of how God is forgiving the um, the nation of Israel in their own prostitution to towards other gods of the nations around them towards the metaphorical prostitution. Um, And so the, um, so that gives you kind of a picture of what the book and movie would be all about. It's a a retelling of that story. And and again, excellent, excellent book. Um, Anyways, so, um, so the word picture that, he, that he's using here. He has torn us to pieces, but he will heal us. He has injured us, but he will bind up our wounds. Think about a surgeon that has to go in and, and cut you open in order to get to the place where you need the healing, right? He has to tear you open. He has to cause a, a great wound in order to fix the actual problem that's underneath the surface, right? And then he has to sew you back up again, and then you have to heal from the inside all the way out, right? Does that make sense? So um, so this is this is kind of the word picture that the Lord is using. It's not that he has utterly destroyed the Israelites. It's that he had to get down to a very deep root in order to pull that up to get it removed. And yeah, that's painful. Yeah, it's going to hurt. The um, A lot of times, my, my husband has had uh, 13 surgeries, knee replacement, stomach surgeries. Uh, he tore a bicep. It like 13, 13 surgeries over the course of like 10 years. Um, a lot of times the healing doesn't feel worth <laughs> the surgery, Right. Like, if only I could go back in time and not do the surgery, this right now hurts worse than the pain did before, right? But then you get through that healing, you you get through recovery. And after a few months, you do recognize the very big difference in how you feel now versus how you felt, you know, pre-surgery. So a lot of times that healing process, oh, it's awful. It's awful. And this is the picture that the Lord is giving us through these verses. And then in verse 2, after two days, oh, this is so beautiful. After two days, he will revive us. On the third day, he will restore us, that we may live in his presence. And that is a a direct picture of Jesus' death, burial, and, and then his resurrection. In the book of Hosea, 400 some odd years before Jesus was conceived, much less understood. Mm, It's so beautiful. And so then um, verse three, let us acknowledge the Lord. Let us press on to acknowledge him. As surely as the sun rises, he will appear and he will come to us like the winter rains, like the spring rains that water the earth. So that word, acknowledge, that was one I wanted to look up, um, and that it is the word is yada in Hebrew, and if you have a, um, a Greek Hebrew study Bible, mine um, my keyword study Bible, you can see it's all beat up. I've had this Bible for I don't know at least hmm, at least fifteen years. Um, Maybe more than that. I don't think if it's 20, but at least 15. I've had this Bible a long time. I love this thing. Okay, so the word is yada. It is 3359 in my Old Testament lexical aids, and I have no idea what it is in Strong's. They they don't necessarily correlate. Um, but anyways, yada. It means to perceive, understand, know, discern, to be known, to make oneself known, to cause to know, to be familiar with, to be aware of, to appear, announce, inform, appoint, order, and also to know sexually. So it's one of the most important Hebrew root words in the Old Testament. Yada expresses a broad variety of meanings about various types of knowledge including God's knowledge of man, and it gives several verses, man's knowledge, as well as that of animals. It can refer to skill in hunting or learning or sailing, playing an instrument. It denotes distinguishing between right and wrong. And the sense of knowing someone includes acquaintances, relatives, friends, and God. So this is a really big word. Although God is too great to be fully understood, yada signifies a person's relationship to the true God. Okay. All right. I think that's, that pretty well covers it. Okay. So, so let's go back with that picture, that, that expanded picture of the word acknowledge. Let's go back to this verse. Let us acknowledge the Lord. Let us press on to acknowledge him. So let us know him. Let us know him intimately. Let us know him deeply. Let us let us discern, let us understand. And right one of my words is understand. I'm learning to not to be okay with not understanding. But that isn't that's not a not It's not not understanding God. It's not understanding my circumstances or not understanding his direction. That's that's a big difference. I am very much supposed to be working towards understanding God, even though he is far too vast for us to truly understand and to truly capture his magnificence. But the seeking the the deepening the um the the intent the desire to understand god that he just draws he just draws us in he he gets excited when we want to know him better he, he gets excited i want to excite god right i want to excite god so let us acknowledge the lord let us press on to acknowledge him as surely as the sun rises he will appear so there's his promise the sun comes up God is faithful to do what he said he will appear he will come to us like the winter rains like the spring rains that water the earth so it he will come to us and he will bring refreshing he will bring healing he will bring um, usefulness so you know those rains are not only refreshing and beneficial they they Cleanse things. They they prepare the soil, but they also help the seed to grow. Right. They they equip the ground to bring forth the harvest when it's ready. Right. So so the, those rains that he's referencing, you know, that's a that's a clear representation of that living water that the Lord offers to all who are willing to drink. So let's skip down to verse six because this is this is where this is why this is the why verse six of Hosea chapter six for I desire mercy and not sacrifice an acknowledgement of God rather than burnt offerings and this is uh, this phrase I desire mercy not sacrifice is echoed similarly over in first Samuel uh, chapter 15 verse 22 Uh, Samuel is talking to King Saul and um, when Saul did some really dumb stuff, but he was really good at doing dumb stuff. Uh, He says, Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of rams. So obedience is better than sacrifice. Mercy is better than sacrifice. The Lord was showing me just the other day. Um, was it yesterday? Recently. He was showing me recently that like within the last few days, why? Why he wants obedience over sacrifice. Because sacrifice is in my control. And obedience Puts me in his control. Hmm. That did that hit y'all? Like it hits me every time I say it out loud. It hits me again. So I realized I am really good at um, at fasting. It's one of those things that I have gotten. Um, I've gotten trained in. I I've I have um, intentionally trained, practiced, prepared myself. I've been fasting off and on um, a, a wide variety of things sometimes it's a full fast sometimes it's you know I fasted books for 30 days I've fasted all sorts of different things fasted you know Facebook and um, the little little games you play to distract yourself I've fasted those things I have fasted um, you know a day here a, a partial fast I've I fasted you know sweets and sodas for so many days I, I've done a lot of types of fasting over the last I don't know 10 or 12 years. And always with a purpose. Sometimes it's for direction. Sometimes it's for um, salvation of my loved ones. Sometimes it's for wisdom. You know, um, our ministry was birthed out of a season of fasting. And we have fasted periodically throughout its uh, lifespan uh, as the Lord directs. So um, so fasting, to me, that that sacrifice, it really isn't that hard. I mean, it's not fun. That's not what I mean. <laughs> I don't love not being able to do what I want to do, but um, but I have trained my body to be um, to be obedient to that sacrifice. But it's my choice, right? I decide when I fast. Um, I decide how I fast. I decide what I what I fast from and how long. Um, now the Lord may give me. Suggestions. He may give me recommendations. Sometimes he tells me to do this or to do that. Um, but for the most part, it's just in, in general, sacrifice is my choice. It's my decision to come to the Lord and say, hey, I want this and I'm willing to do this in exchange for it. And that is the root of why the Lord says, I desire obedience over sacrifice now sacrifice is important fasting is important but but it's to get you ready to be obedient not in and of itself the sacrifice is not the point the sacrifice is the preparation to be obedient to what he says and this is what he's been teaching me these last few days As I've really been been wrestling with this phrase, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. I desire obedience over sacrifice because obedience is not at all fun. Obedience can be confusing. Obedience can be frustrating. Obedience sometimes makes no sense whatsoever, except you know in your knower, You, you know somewhere deep inside of you that, I can't explain it to anybody else. They'll think I'm crazy. I just know this is what I'm supposed to do. And that's when the Lord gets the glory. Because sacrifice is about me coming to the Lord and saying, I am willing to do this in exchange for that from you. Obedience puts me as a, as a soldier in his army, you tell me what to go and I will do it. You tell me where to stand and I will stand. You tell me how to stand and I will stand. Obedience puts God in control, whereas sacrifice can easily be um, putting us in control instead. Was that good? I thought that was good. I thought that was good. If y'all didn't get anything out of that today, I sure did. Um, so I'm going to I'm gonna close out here. I'm going to close this out in some prayer. And then um, I'll see you next week. Remember to like and share and subscribe if you haven't already. And wherever possible, just try to remember to do that on every video that you watch. Because it, it just helps the algorithms to get my information out into the people that need to watch it most. Um, The Lord knows exactly who he has for this audience, and he knows exactly what information he wants me to share to strengthen you and to help you deepen your walk with the Lord. So I highly encourage you to to go and open your own Bible and to see where the Lord would direct you. Now, that's um, that's not to say that that's the only way to do it. You should be studying. You should have a system. Um, I don't recommend just randomly opening your Bible and expecting the Lord to speak every single time. However, he can do it that way and he does do it that way. And so don't discount either one. Um, The Lord is vast and infinite and he speaks in a wide variety of ways to every single person. And so don't discount any one thing because it's not what you want. It's not what you're used to. Be sure that you are listening to what the Lord has for you and trust him. Trust him. Okay, so let's pray. Let's pray. Oh, Lord. Father God, I know that this has been an important lesson for me. And I pray that it has been important to those who have listened to it as well. I pray that this has been a blessing and an instructing time, a strengthening time, that we are learning the difference between obedience and sacrifice. And while both are important and both are called for, you prefer obedience because that is where you are in control and we submit ourselves to your authority instead of keeping it all for ourselves. If we only sacrifice, but we never obey, we stay in control. And that is the opposite of what you want. That is the opposite. So Lord God, we trust you. We worship you. We praise your holy name. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you guys so much for, um, for joining me here on both YouTube and Spotify for audio only podcasts. If you would, like, like I said, like, share and subscribe. We are also on Facebook so you can follow along there as well. Baby Steps into the Prophetic and on Instagram. So I look forward to connecting with y'all in some of these other platforms as well. As you have questions or as you want uh, more information about maybe a section of scripture that you've been reading and been struggling with, send me an email. Shoot me a a DM. Let me know that you're having struggles and I want to help. I want to be able to answer your questions. All right, you guys have a blessed day. Bye-bye.